Good morning, friends. How are we? We are blessed. How are you? I am blessed. Thank you for asking. Welcome to this. I'll say this the 18th. Is it the 18th? I've lost one of days. But it's the 18th of October 2020. Am I audible? Or do you want me to remove? Thank you. Welcome to this last service on the 18th of October. And welcome to those who are joining us on Facebook and later on on YouTube and also on the podcast. Indeed, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And I ask that my hash help us with the candle. As we light this candle, as we remember, it's October, and over and above October being set aside for those who are battling with breast cancer. We pray also for all who are afflicted in any form of cancer, any form of disease, anyone who is struggling. And so this morning we remember them as we light this candle, that as they face a moment of darkness in their lives, may the light of Christ, the light of God, shine upon their lives. Amen. Um, as you know, today we're having a combined service. There's not even a clock. We have both the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock congregation uh, with us this morning. We continue with our service and our call to worship this morning is in Psalms 116, verses 12 to 14. I know it's not there. So, we will listen to the NIV reading of these verses. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Amen. With that being said, before we go into our first hymn of today, as we know that we have been away for some time and have recently been back to the sanctuary, I wish to offer this time for three people, two minutes each, for testimony that how has it been how has the Lord been good to you? What challenges, what troubles have you seen the hand of the Lord being upon your life throughout the time that we've been at home during the other alert levels before we could come back to worship? I'm just going to give three people, and if there are others, maybe we'll see how we take it from there. But three. For now, it's a chance that may not come back again. 
Um, my testimony is that even through the lockdown, I was able to work. And God gave me with my first grandchild, was born on the 1st of July. And I was able to meet him on the 12th of September. And uh, God has touched me in many ways. And I want to say thank you to the Lord for being here for me and my family. I'm also in, in this duration of COVID. I'm listening to my second grandchild, first week of December. So God has really blessed me and my family with an amazing new life. So it's not all bad in the world. And uh, I want to thank you for everything that's done for me and my family. Thank you so much for that. Testimony. Any other two? You know, I was um, a while ago, I was at the funeral here, yeah, and um, I said a few words, and uh, when I came up to say a few words, I had the funeral, and uh, it was a witch's spray, and I suddenly got the cross, and I quickly turned the light up because it was the spray that came in. But it's not so bad today, it's quite good. <laughs> And it's great seeing you all. Yeah, you know, it's been a very difficult time. Um, I think everybody this, uh, this lockdown period, and I remember in the beginning, it was very frustrating, especially for me, uh, somebody that likes to exercise. And um, it was quite incredible uh, to run around the house all the time. You know, to run one, f- uh, five kilometers around the house. Yeah, I'll tell you, it took, uh, I think, easy an hour and a half to get around that. And, uh, but those are one of the things that I did in my time to try and um, keep going and being positive from all that. But I think the, the, the really challenging thing for everybody was not seeing people. And to me, this is a, a, a big problem. You know, you get a stage and you have to go out and all that. And uh, better find ways. And I think God has been quite good to us how we managed to, to cope with it. And suddenly, you know, you find people that say, you know, they don't know what to do and how to handle it. They manage it. People manage it. And it was so wonderful on an occasion when you get the opportunity to see somebody and to see the first people. And uh, I think mean, God has been great. And I think mean, God has been looking after us. We take how many people have not really been affected um, amongst us. It had been, but not so bad as we see in other places. So I think God has just been. Thank you. Last one. I have to come up today to say that really myself have been blessed with things that have happened over the past one month or year. And a lot of our finances taken a bit. I was approached by the board where I live in the retirement village and they asked me if I would think about taking up the maintenance. It's quite a heavy job. I'm very busy. I'm enjoying it because I'm really on the go from Monday to Friday. And sometimes we get pulled out on weekends. But it's been a blessing for us. And uh, I'm thankful to God for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, when we go through life and through life's challenges, when we are faced with whatever we are faced, it looks like everything is closing in on us. But when we hear the testimonies from our other people, that encourages us. And so with that being said, we come now to our opening hymn, All Worship the Lord in the Beauty of His Holiness. And as my mother has indicated so far, we play the music and we hum along until everything is right. 
we find our second reading for today in the Gospel according to Matthew, and we are reading chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. I'm reading from the New International Version. Then the Pharisees went out and laid hands to trap him in his ways. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the poll tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for, for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to you. We sing three verses of hymn number 230, Rejoice and Glad the Redeemer had come.
to you, O Lord, our God, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen. When those who are in authority pass out laws that only favor and benefit them and not consider the other, God is not pleased. God who sides, who is always on the side of the oppressed, of the afflicted, intervenes. People at Jesus' time, and especially the Israelites, the Jews, were under severe tax levies that they were paying to the Roman Empire. And they were not pleased and were not happy at all about this. And when Jesus came, they looked at Jesus and felt that this is the Messiah that we had been longing for, that we have been waiting for. One who is going to release us and take away the burden of the Romans upon us. And one of their burdens was the taxes that they were subjected to, as I've already indicated, amongst which was the poll tax. The poll tax was to pay annually by males between 14 and 65, which was one denarii or something that is equivalent to a day's wages and females between 12 years and 65 years old. And so we find in the text that we read with Matthew narrating the story when Jesus was teaching in the temple courts and the Pharisees were jealous because more followers, more listeners were coming to listen to Jesus and the teaching that Jesus taught was something that was unsettling also on them as the Pharisees because before the text that we read, he had presented the parable of the wedding banquet and they felt that the message was against them. And so they went and sought counsel because they then realized that this is a difficult opponent. You cannot just beat him and debate him without making sure that you've got your story right. And so they went, as they took counsel, they decided that, no, we as Pharisees, we will not go, but instead we will send the disciples, that is, those who are still learning from us. If Jesus beats them in this argument, then it will be said, ah, they're still learning. But if they win against Jesus, then they will say, oh, we've taught them right. And the question that they brought, it was a close-ended question. It required a yes or a no. And as they come to Jesus, they come with a question that if Jesus responds in favor by saying yes, that will discredit him. His reputation among his followers will be off because they don't want to pay the poor tax. And if he says that, yes, pay the poor tax, then 
they're out with him. If he says that they mustn't pay, there is something against the politics, the government of the time, because all the politics was going to, to the government. So if people who follow this leader, this Jesus, hear them saying that you mustn't pay politics, somebody up there is going to feel it. And then he will be arrested and face the music. And so the title of this brief uh, message is Give God what's due to him. And so, as indicated that he was in the temple and he was teaching, and now there is something quite interesting that is happening here. The Pharisees are not friends with Herodians, but because they have an opponent, they have an enemy that they want to defeat, they group together. As when you continue to read, you find that the Sadducees and the Pharisees don't see they are not in total agreement. But because they wanted Jesus out, at some point they'll come and gang up together against Jesus. But there is something with the question that we're asking Jesus to say that is it right to take the politics? Other translations say, is it lawful? And by the use of the word lawful, they are basing their question. You see, it's a simple question, but it is loaded because what they regarded as the law was the Torah that had been given to them. And as you remember, the Torah, one, one of the commandments in the law is that I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods apart from me. And so, as Jesus says, bring me the coin that is used for paying the poll tax. And he asked them, what is inscribed on it? What image is there? And their response is, it is Caesar's image. For devout Jews, for devout Israelites, they were not even supposed to have that coin because they detested it, because it had the image, one of Caesar, and two, it was against their own law. And so they were trapping, they were trying to trap Jesus, so that if he said, yes, you can pay, then they would question him to say, how then can you say that we can pay the poor tax, which has an image of somebody who has designated himself to be a god? Because the empire, the emperor at the time, Caesar was known to be a god, a son of a god, because of the peace of Rome that the Caesar had brought. And so Jesus says, what image is there? The response is, it is Caesar's. And Jesus says, therefore, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. But the second thing about Jesus' response is that you as the people remember you are made in the image and the likeness of God. 
what belongs to Caesar needs to go to Caesar. But you, because you are the image of God and God's likeness, you should go to God. You should give to God. The psalm says, render to God glory and strength to his name. Render to God the glory that is due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. The Lord reigns and the earth trembles. When we come, just as we are, and we give of ourselves to God, that is when we begin to live. Because our life is in the essence of who God is. And so when we come and we worship God, irrespective of what is happening around us, I know we are in that level one, but if me and you are listening to the news, we, we, we know what is happening. We know the pandemic that we're faced with, the gender-based violence that continues to hit our communities. We know about the human trafficking that continues to hit our communities. We know of what the COVID-19 is continuing to do in our communities. We know, although maybe we might not want to admit that, but we are aware of the many killings that are taking place, amongst which are the farmers who are dying, amongst which are the innocent, the defenseless, amongst which those who are supposed to be low enforcement officers were supposed to protect us. And then what do we do in the midst of everything that is happening? Should we throw in the tower and say, God, you are no longer in control. Instead, the world, the enemy that is in the world is taking control. No. But instead, we come to God and we give God the praise. We give God the glory. We give God the honor that is due to him. As we heard earlier on, in spite and despite everything that is happening, God is still good. We've heard of the testimonies that we've heard this morning. That God is still in control. God still reigns. We do not own ourselves, but we belong to God. And when we begin to worship God in the beauty of his holiness, the earth trembles, things begin to happen. If you read, you go into the history, look at the story of Paul and Silas. The Bible says they had been beaten and bruised. They had suffered so much that if it was me, I would not have done what they did. But the Bible says that midnight hour, they sang hymns and they began to praise God. And the Bible says suddenly a violent earthquake. I do not know what midnight each and every one of us are finding ourselves in. Maybe it's the midnight of, midnight of financial crisis. Maybe it's the midnight of broken relationships. Maybe it's the midnight of health. Maybe it's the midnight of uncertainties. But I just want to encourage us this morning, render to God the worship, the glory that is due to his name. Because he is still God and he reigns. And as we worship, one chorus we used to say was that when the praises go up, 
then the blessings come down. But it's not worship God so that God can bring. You know, it's not like an ATM. I put my card in and I press and I say, this is what I want and God provides. But we praise God for who you are. Not because of what we see happening around us. We praise God because he's worthy to be praised. The psalm says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And as we praise God, he gives us the strength to face yet another day. So, we worship God. We worship God with our lifestyle. We worship God with what we say. As we go out into the world and the communities where we live in, we take our worship. It is not what we come and do within the walls, but our lifestyle, what we do, how we carry ourselves, how we live in the midst of people. Because the Lord of glory has come. Remember how they tried to flatter him by saying, Teacher, we know that you speak the truth. Jesus is the truth. And he doesn't care what they say. Not that he's not considerate, but that's who he is. And that is what Christ expects of us as the church, as the Christians, that as we go out walking humbly with God, we love justice, we love mercy, and we reach out to others. And as we do so, all glory and honor goes to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you are holy. There is none like you. Thank you, Lord, to be reminded once again that you are worthy of our praise, that you are worthy to be worshipped, you are worthy to be lifted high because you are God. And once again, Lord, to be reminded that we need to render and give of ourselves to you. Because as we do so, that is when we live. As the word says, in you, Lord, we live, we move, and we have our being.
Lord, we pray for the deceased families, those who are weeping and cannot be comforted. It is only you, Lord, who can offer the full comfort that they need at this moment. Because you are God who is not deaf nor silent to our cries, but you are God who reaches out to us. We pray, Father God, for our schools. We know because of the pandemic that we faced, things have been disrupted, schedules have been disrupted, and some children are under duress as they go towards their examinations. Lord, we pray for the peace, even upon the educators, upon all the facilitators, God, that as they prepare, we give them peace that's a personal understanding. And we pray, Father, for those who continue to put their lives on the line, serving your people in the fight against COVID-19, be with those in the nursing, medicine, and also pharmaceuticals, and also those who are trying to come up with a vaccine, give them the wisdom, Lord, so that your people may live how you are God who reigns victoriously above everything, Father God. We pray for our government, the current administration, at the time where decisions need to be made. Lord, may justice reign, may flow like streams in our country so that people, your people may live. We pray for those, Lord, who are destitute, who have nowhere to go. Others, Lord, have lost their work during this time, but you are God who opens doors. We pray for the God that you open such doors in their lives. And we pray for your church, universally, and also our second at this time, but God Almighty, as we go through dire financial challenges, we look to you. You are the giver of good and perfect gifts. We trust in your mercy. I pray for each and every member of this congregation. You know just where they are, each and every one of them. Even before, Lord, they pray, you promised in your word that you hear, and before they ask, you shall supply. We stand in your promises, Lord, and we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You still have just ask to be seated for a brief moment. Um, I just first want to share a short testimony with you that we heard yesterday at our local preachers meeting. Well, for all of you, you should know that we have a new superintendent in our circuit. And I must say, what a dynamic guy, what a, a people's person. But anyway, um, in Zone 4, um, in Soweto, our church had to pretty much close down because of COVID. They were put out of the classroom that they were using. And last week, one of the members said that they could use the garage and they pulled the cars out and they worshipped there. But during the last week, the superintendent went to meet with a pastor of one of the charismatic churches that had now up to left that gone to Ranfantine. To go, go try and negotiate using the land in the meantime, and maybe as they received funds, 
maybe putting an offer to purchase at some stage. Where is things stand now? And uh, in his first meeting, they said, well, here's all the paperwork we're looking for about 350,000 rand. I think in anybody's book, that's quite a lot of money. And um, he then said, well, let me go back and think about how and whatever we can maybe talk again. The land was also zoned for a Debonese, which of course made the people's hearts sick. There's a small structure on there which they used for the offices of the church, and there's a small structure where the caretaker stays. Where the superintendent went on Monday to uh, go and further negotiate, and he said to the pastor, who was there with these whole entourage of leaders, um, look, can we maybe negotiate? Because I feel like a shepherd and my sheep are scattered. And as he said that, the pastor said to him, on Saturday night I had a dream. And in my dream, sorry, I'll get very emotional about this picture. In my dream it said, if a man comes to you and says, I feel like a shepherd, whose sheep are scattered, you will give him that piece of land. And I told my congregation yesterday morning, that when that happens, we will be giving the land. And here you are today, saying, I feel like a shepherd, and my sheep are scattered. And they got that piece of land in zone 4, for Mahala, for free, for whatever, because God is still work in his world today. And I think that's awesome. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. I think you can give them a big round of applause. And then, of course, last week uh, on Sunday, um, we couldn't share in the joy and the, the beauty of the ordination service of Reverend Mongolia Vero, now called Rev, because of COVID, we were limited in numbers. Um, normally, we would have all shared in the glory and the excitement of that. And so, we as a congregation thought we'd fit this morning to join the two services together to wish Yombolehu all the blessings, all the joy, and may God just continue to work in your life forever. Um, and that's why we organise tea after the service. It is in disposable cups, so you are more than welcome to come and have a cup of tea. Please do not share one another's teaspoons. They are plastic ones. Um, and let's just share the joy. And then we'll hear from the congregation. Can we maybe just pray um, for Nongolelu in her journey as she continues? Father, your servant has availed herself to your work. And we give you thanks and we share in that wonderful achievement of being ordained. And we know that you will continue to bless her, and particularly bless her here at Florida.
Revelado no livro. 